Hello everyone out there on YouTube and in the podcast. Um, this is Dante and welcome in to a special series we're calling Cold Brew. Cold Brew will be a conversation with different people in the community and in different industries and walks of life about a number of topics that we feel like are important um, to be aware of and awake to. This can be anything from self-help to mental health to financial health. It is our goal here to wake people up, and this is the best way to do it, through unfiltered conversation. And we do mean unfiltered. So, please sit back and enjoy this content from a number of different people and a number of different places. We hope that this diverse perspective will add something to your own homebrew. Enjoy this series of cold brew. All right, and welcome into the cold brew interview with uh, my friend, uh, the mogul himself, uh, stupid <laughs> genius himself, uh, MGM Mike Mike. Uh, welcome to Dopey. All right, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. How you doing? I'm good. I'm great. I'm 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 happy to be hearing from you. It's been a it's been a few years. It's been a minute, huh? And you you've been uh you've been busy. You got a you have a documentary that just dropped. You have, yep. you have a mixtape, uh, an album, and a second album coming soon, right? Yeah, yeah. It'll be out uh, in June. So, uh, I I don't want to go too far backwards, but I do want to give the audience a chance to understand um, where you're coming from. So when did you begin um, this art? Because I really do believe it's art after listening no to what you put out. Uh, when did you yeah. begin this art form? Um, and what, what has kind of motivated you to keep going? Um, so it's crazy. I, I really started like uh, doing that stuff like in 2006. Like uh, my favorite artist is Rick Ross. Um, and when I first listened to his first studio album, Port of Miami, um, I just started doing it to my friend on the phone. So I would just take all of his songs and I would redo them myself and I would just play around. It was just play. And that was in 2006 and in uh, 2017, um, my friend has set up, uh, without my knowledge, a studio session with this dude named Heartbeats. And I went up there yeah. and I recorded my first song. And I had no idea it was gonna take off like it took off. And then uh, it almost became an obsession to wanting to win, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. A lot of people, we've been looking at that documentary right now, the, uh, you know, with, with Michael Jordan and stuff like that. And if you listen to the things that he's saying, it feels like that in a lot of instances. And, uh, you know, winning is not fun. A lot of times people just see the outcome of winning, you know what I mean? Or what they even think like is winning. Because um, to the people who would actually go through, it really feels expected. You know, you put in all that hard work that nobody sees. And it feels expected. Yeah. So as far as the art form, um, I just got better as I perfected my craft and practiced more and more, you know. Um, yeah. And it's turned into what it's turned into now. And I just try to use that platform to motivate people, to inspire people to talk about what my truths are. And, uh, and that's how it's going so far. And, you know, you don't see that. I, I, uh, I got a chance to watch the uh, documentary. And the one of the things that I loved while I was watching it was – yeah, you could tell that you're grinding. You can tell that you're, you're really working hard. Mm -hmm. But you can also see the fun and passion that you have for it. No doubt, no doubt. Uh, 
Yeah. And so, like, you, I know you said you started in 2006, and it, like, it's kind of evolved from there. Um, has your process changed? Um, because uh, is it still fun? Is it still a grind? Um, has it changed at all? Yeah, I think the the fun part for me is the grind. Like, I don't find fun in going to clubs. I don't find fun in being around fake stuff because there's a lot of fake fake stuff in it too. You know. Um, yeah, absolutely. I don't find any fun in that. I really find the best time grinding. Like, I have the most fun, like working my ass off. You know what I mean? Like, um, if you, I don't know if you noticed in the in the caption or whatever, but all that was captured in in three days. You know, so I went from yeah. Before that, I flew from Germany to Atlanta, drove down, went studio, studio, drove to Miami, came back, studio, studio, and came back to Germany. So I think it was like, it was an insane amount of hours on the road, insane amount of hours in the air. Um, it, it, and, and I have the most fun doing that. You know, I have the most fun with the things that people don't see. And a lot of times people are just, I think people go for outcomes rather than the process that gets the outcome. So I've never yeah. been in love with what my outcomes have been. I've always been in love with what it takes to get to my outcome. And I think that anybody will succeed doing that, you know what I mean, rather than. Um, and then just to go back, like I, I didn't start, like me at, with this as a craft started in 2017. Me even thinking about all that stuff started in 2006. So I'm really just getting started. It's been three years, you know what I mean? I'm really just getting started as far as getting going and people knowing who I am and, and, you know, yeah. starting from the roots. So, um, but, but I think if you fall in love with the process and you stay in love with the process, then you'll succeed. If, if it becomes not fun to you, the process, because anybody can club, anybody can drink and anybody can do all the yeah. things that seem like successful, spend money and all those, but are you going to fall in love with spending money that you won't get, uh, an objective, tangible return on, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. And, and everybody's cool with that, so. Yeah, and you, you're definitely putting in the sweat equity. I mean, um, oh. I've, like I said, I've been following you since, like, you know, before, before the, yeah. the craft, it was just the man. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and I, like, and for those of you who, um, who don't know, like, I used to work with him and, and he was my mentor, still is, uh, at a distance. i I watch his grind. I watch your grind and, and I see how you've developed your art into community outreach as well. Um, mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm very well aware of the, the things that are going down in Bay St. Louis. So I'm, I, I'm, it's awesome for me to see you out there and still helping your community for wherever you are. You know, you said yeah. yourself you were traveling. So how has um, the work you've been doing on your craft affected your local area, you know, back home? Um, well, I just try my best in the, <clears throat> I just try my best period, whether that's back home or abroad or wherever, you know, even when I was in Portugal, I used to go to the, um, to the boys home and just go play soccer with those, with those kids and stuff like that. Even back home, to be honest, man, I don't think it's, publicly appreciated how as much as I would like it to be you know what I mean um I, I don't I think when you have a vision that other people don't understand it it takes it they they, they take it as something else you know what I mean or yeah. you can always do more so it's no different than anything you like if you 
If you say you're a religious person and you go to church on Sunday, then somebody will say, why don't you go to Bible study? If you go to Bible study, they'll <laughs> yeah. say, well, why don't you go to choir rehearsal? You know, it, it can never be enough. You, can, you always can do more because you're not going to meet other people's expectations. So I just do what's, what I feel like is, is true to me. You know what I mean? So the people I help and the things I do, those are genuine, spontaneous things. Um, I remember I gave away TVs, man. So uh, we was actually yeah. leaving. And uh, man, people had a problem with that. Like people had a problem with me giving away TV. And, and then when you actually think about it, like do they really have a problem that I gave away TVs or is it that I didn't give one to them? Or is it, do you yeah. really have a problem that I help these other people out that you think I don't know? Or do you have a problem with that I didn't help you because you want? And that's really what it is. So once you get to the root of it and you try to, I say this in a lyric, I say, uh, um, not, not knowing and not understanding two things are totally different. You know what I'm saying? You're like, yeah. I don't understand it and not liking it, not understanding this two things that's totally different. Just because I, I don't like it doesn't mean I, I don't want to understand it. You know what I mean? So I try to yeah. understand where people are coming from. And then when I understand it, if that's not what I'm, what I'm cut from or what I'm trying to, then it's, it doesn't take any of my energy. It doesn't take any of my time. And I think people take that as nonchalant or arrogant or whatever the case may be. I just, I'm not going to put my energy into any negative things, you know? So if it's positive, I'm with it. If it's not, then I'm not, you know? Yeah. And you brought up a, you brought up a good point. Um, there are a lot of people out there that um, they view, they view everything with the lens of what about. So you do something, it's like, well, what about these people? Uh, Absolutely. So, like, it's, it's great to see that you're not affected as much by um, that whataboutism, except to the extent of understanding. And I, I think that's yes. where your stupid genius comes in. So how did yeah. you kind of come up with that, that moniker of stupid genius? Yeah, so, so in, in our culture, man, it, it to me, and this is my opinion, we take all bad, Jay-Z said this a lot too, we take things that are looked at as negative and we turn them into a positive. So if you talk about the N-word, um, that has been negative connotation forever. And then we take it and it's a term of endearment, you know what I mean? If yep, you take absolutely. bad, like, man, he's a bad kid, he's a bad kid. Yeah, I am bad, I am, I'm the baddest one. You know, we just take it and we flip it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I take that as, as the word stupid. I think we've done the same thing with stupid. So you figure, People talk about, man, it was a stupid game, man. It was so, that was a stupid party. It was, it, yeah. and I, I, I took that and used it as an oxymoron with the genius word. So I think, um, and a lot of the, the, the songs that are coming out, I have incorporated people who I feel like are stupid geniuses into songs, whether that's through audio clips or whether that's through uh, titles of songs and audio clips, whatever the case may be, uh, I've done that. So, um, I'll give you a, a, a great example of a stupid genius. I think uh, the Nipsey Hussle thing is a perfect example. Um, and Absolutely. I, I used him in a song that's called Nipsey Influence. And uh, that guy was so above it, beyond his time and before his time and his thinking um, that it's just unreal. You know what I mean? Um, I think he's the first one who was charging $100 a CD, you know, just and. And people might think that's crazy, but then that yeah. got the attention of Jay-Z and Jay-Z bought like a hundred of them or something to that effect, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but he was, uh, he was really practicing eminent domain and I'll let people look that up uh, for the sake of time with yeah. where he was hustling that, you know what I mean? And, uh, and that same building that, 
he had his 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 store in front of he used to hustle in front of that building and then he owned that building and then he got murdered in front of that same building you know so when i talk about the stupid genius part um and 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 rest in peace to nipsey hustle but we all go through this i think as as people of importance and don't really realize our importance or how big we are um should he have been even in that area you know what i mean and i know that's home to him but maybe he was just too big for that you know uh, yeah. I don't think you'll see too many times Jay-Z go to Martha Projects, even though he's from there, just because yeah. he's bigger than that now. And not to, not to downgrade the people who are still in those places, but just, it's just things that you can't do once you, meet, once you reach certain statuses. And I go through the exact same thing. You know, I go to the same hood store trying to prove a point, and it, yeah. and it just doesn't make no sense when you're trying to prove points to other stupid people. You you you're yeah. stupid too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. stupid yeah. going to a store to prove to another stupid person that I'm not scared to be at that store, and it just doesn't make any sense that you can lose your life like that. And as a matter of fact, last year I think 27 rappers got killed and 26 were killed in their hometown. You know, so yeah, that's where it goes. So, and I mean, take it to a metaphorical level. Um, if you're growing anything, if you're if like I'm a, I, I grow stuff like now, like just to you know save the earth or whatever. If you grow anything in a pot eventually whatever you're growing is going to grow too big for that pot and 100%. you have you have to move it out of there and if you don't mm -hmm. move it out you're going to have a problem so mm -hmm. i think that a lot of people are seeing that these days uh if you're not moving out of what you've outgrown then you're going to mm -hmm. have a problem absolutely um, so my next question for you because you are out and about you're uh, you're in germany you're mm -hmm. like you're going to miami and the the miami trip was yeah. hilarious by the way <laughs> uh, so like did you watch all the way through the end yeah i watched all the way through the end yeah that was it was classic that was a classic yeah. no doubt uh, like it, and and it seems like um you are taking other people out of the situation with you um absolutely do you do you find value in, and of, this sounds like an obvious question, um, but to many people, it's hard for them to assume the mantle of leader and, and move some of their people and take some of their people out of the situation they're in. Do you assume mm -hmm. that kind of responsibility on yourself um, to take people to different places? Yeah, I do. Um, as a matter of fact, the people that you saw with me, um, with the exception of the, the cameraman, you know, uh, shout out to Black Cotton Films. That's who directed it. That's who filmed it. That's who filmed all my videos. Um, but uh, Lean, the guy who was on the documentary, yeah. and uh, Tebow, the other guy who was on the documentary, uh, Lean had never been on a plane in his life till he, till he got with me. You know what I mean? Uh, wow. And just being places that they had never been, I take pride in doing that. That's actually a flex for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah. I took everybody to Vegas. You know, I took... Uh, lean to California, Seattle. They had never been to those places. You know, I, I take pride in that. That's a flex. If you look at any of my videos, I don't flash money. I don't flash guns. Like the flex is really what you see, but you, some, it goes over people's head. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think uh, if you even go back to when I was in New Mexico, uh, Jack, who was in finance and Slim, they had never been to Vegas. I took them to Vegas for their first time. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. paid for it all. Um, and I take that as, you know, if I think we're all a part of the things that happen in our culture, whether we want to take it as our part or not, meaning, um, and I'll use this guy, even though I, I'm not too fond of his latest action, but Kanye West, you know what I mean? So you, if you remember yeah. the college dropout, if you remember graduation, if you remember uh, late registration, all those things, uh, if you bought a CD 
and you played his CD and you played a song or whatever the case may be, you're a part of that. You know what I mean? You're a part of that. Yeah. Now you might not want to be the consumer and you want to be maybe Kanye West, but that's not your role. You know what I mean? Like you just got to be okay with your role. Yeah. Um, and, and I think a lot of the times that's where the, the problem happens with our culture. I can't speak for anybody else's culture, but I just know observing other people's culture. Uh, for instance, our culture has the shortest amount of time where dollar stays within our culture. You know what I mean? I yep, think that's absolutely. Like a minute and a half. But if you look at Jewish, I think their, their money stays in their, in their community 42 days. Asians, I think it's like 37 days. And correct me if I'm wrong with the numbers. Uh, those are rough numbers, but we're dead last, you know? Um, so if you think about that, I want to be a part of somebody else's growth. So if you see something different, then you can, some people have never left. Like it's, it's honest to God, they've never left home. I, I know people who are from places that never been to monuments in their own place. And I would love to go to those, you know, I've met people from yeah. New York, never been in, you know what I mean? Uh, to the Statue of Liberty. I've never, I, like, and they stay there. Um, yeah. People from New Orleans have never been in the Superdome. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's just crazy things like that. So I feel like if I show you something and you grow up to be the biggest thing, I'm a part of that. Now, I may never, my name will never be on any documents. My name will never be etched in any stones. On that, And I'm cool with that, you know? I'm just cool with other people's growth. And that's okay with me. And that's what I'm trying to teach. As, as going up, you don't have to be in the limelight to be a great person. Most, 99%, and, I, and the only 1% I'm taking out is probably Jay-Z and Beyonce. Everybody who does music is, makes up 3% of the 100% that's actually generated from their craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's people back that you've never seen, that you've never known. Who, who are getting filthy rich off of these people, blood, uh, sweat, equity, and things like that. You never know. And they don't yeah. care that you know them. You know what I mean? They don't want to be on videos. They don't want to be on YouTube. They want to make their money and do their own thing. And um, and not to say that I don't want to be that. I've just, this is the hand I was dealt, you know, and, and I know yeah. for sure that I'm going to get there uh, and I'm going to bring other people there. You know, I've signed artists who I feel like are, are great and gonna I'm going to help them get there. And, uh, and, and that's what it's about. So I, I'm just okay with, with what my role is and what I feel like God has me in position to do, you know? Yeah, and uh, that, that goes to a quote that uh, someone said in your documentary, your current situation at your destination. Uh, Absolutely. And, and I, I thought that was like, that was a powerful moment because I think everyone's kind of, I mean, especially now, everyone's stuck inside with uh, coronavirus everywhere. So mm -hmm. it's really difficult to see past that past that block like where you can't leave um, mm -hmm. but I'm hoping that like with messages like yours and with a situation like this people are motivated to move beyond the block because now you can't mm -hmm. so so after that you're thinking okay maybe I can I can I, I'm seeing uh, Mike Mike out here going to these different places taking his people to different places maybe I yeah. can do the same Absolutely. Um, and so like you brought up something about the culture and um I would be remiss if I didn't uh, mention uh, the things that are going on in the culture these days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, got Master Splinter up there in New York. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just a passing thought. How do you feel about, about, about that? Because people are attributing that to our culture. Yeah. I disagree that it's a part of it. I disagree that he's a part of it, but 
Mm-hmm. Um, hip hop is our culture, and anyone that's a part of hip hop is our culture. So yeah. they're associating that kind of behavior with the culture now. How do you feel yeah. about that? Um, well, I think that is a part of the culture. Like I think you can't you can't take away the bad just because it's 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 bad. It's almost like um, you know our country has a bad history. You know, good. It, it has a history. Period. Good and yeah. bad. Just because it's it, it people don't want to look at it or it's a frowned upon thing doesn't mean it didn't happen. It doesn't mean it's a part of America. You know what I mean? No different than hip hop yeah. culture. That has been going on for a while. Uh, I don't think to this level. And uh, I, I just want to. One thing I don't want to do is encourage negative behavior or even give Buddy a platform, even with me talking, because it, you know, he's okay. just a. You know what I mean? But I am going to speak on it. So uh, the reason why it's genuine for me, because uh, my best friend, he just got uh, 238 months in a federal prison. And uh, because of a situation like that, you know what I mean? Um, and uh, so that's 19 years and 10 months that he won't be around his kids and all that because of another person. And I just don't agree with that. And he's not the only one, you know what I mean? Uh, I know a bunch of them, but him personally, that's a that's a real uh, sensitive topic there and I think more so what we have to do is and I asked a young guy about this uh his name is uh Snow I just say his name is Snow and I asked him he was just like uh what I like about our culture is you just can't tell us something we're gonna we're gonna ask for ourselves so I asked him like well what does that mean like like what for instance I was raised uh you mind your business you know what I mean so you're telling me now because we're young and if I tell you to mind your business, you're going to say, well, no, I don't want to do that. I'm going to see what's your business. And like that, that just, so I think there are fundamental rules that go along with what you say you're a part of. Now, I'll give you an example. I don't think that uh, him, but it, up in New York and I want the woman who stays next door here, who goes to work every day, but they're not in the same category. So if I go, if somebody goes and breaks in this woman's house, and she calls the police, she's within where her right to do that. But when you hire people to go and murder somebody, and then because you get in trouble, you you say whatever the case may be so you can get out of trouble, I just feel that is totally wrong. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, uh, and, 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 and that's what I am. And I think that's lost in today. I don't think that respect is there for everyone. I think you do have to give people something to respect, to get respect. I do believe that. But I think that there's fundamental things that are – that have just gotten lost. And I really try to bring that within my music. You know, I try to, to uphold ethics. I try to uphold a, a state of integrity, not just for you, but for your kids, you know, for the people that you lead. Like, think about Buddy. He did all that and his mom, his baby mama, his kids, they out here. Like, you can't protect them people. You know what I mean? So yeah. the things that you do have lasting effects on not only you, and especially not only you, um, but the people who you love the most, you know? and. Uh, I've seen people lose kids, and uh, I just can't believe that that was for the kids' actions. I think that was, like, actions that that person may have done that nobody saw, you know. So, uh, yeah. as a part of the culture, he is, you know. He's breaking records. He's making money. He, that's a part of the culture. Like, the flat, all the things that he does, including what he did, is a part of the culture, you know. Just the part that he did is a glorified or hasn't been glorified like they're glorifying it now. And... I hope it doesn't continue to get worse than that because that's pretty bad. Um, but at the same time, we have to 
we, we birthed that, you know what I mean? We, we, we yep. have to take off our responsibility in what we deal with that. Um, no different than other artists, you know? Um, um, yeah, I'll leave, I'll leave that one. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like you, you brought up a good point that like we have to take the good with the bad. Um, and, and it goes back to what you were saying um, about being a super genius. It's taking that bad and turning it into something um, something good and uh, for the community mm -hmm. or just good for the people around you. Um, kind of a community kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. Put something good, you get out something good kind of thing. Um, and so like, it, it's, it's great to see that you've expanded out so much and, and brought so many people your music. Um, and I, I really do want to get back to the music itself. Absolutely. So you, you, ha you have a new album coming out, Stupid Genius. Um, mm -hmm. you, you stuck with mainly uh, two producers. Um, of course, uh, two, engineers, piece, right? two engineers. Two engineers. Two engineers. Two engineers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what was the music making process like, especially considering now you're having to slow down because of the coronavirus? How has mm -hmm. this process changed for you? What was it like and how has it changed for you? under this uh, tight window leading yeah, up to your release? Uh, yeah, yeah, so the crazy thing is, uh, um, if, you, if you look at the documentary, it says that I started recording in February. That, that's the, I started recording the filming of The Stupid Gene, not the actual songs and stuff like that. So oh, okay. um, I, was, I, was, I was recording last year. I, I, I've been recording all the time, and I think all artists, um, people just think, okay, I just took three months and I started. People, artists record all the time. So a lot of the times those songs are old to the artists, you know what I mean? And um, yeah. so I have been recording a while. The thing is, and if you really, really listen to the song, there's songs uh, that I recorded when I was home. And there's songs that I, uh, I recorded all my songs home. There's songs that I created while I was home. And there's songs that I created when I got away from home. And you can tell by the anger in songs when I'm home and when I got out of that environment. And um, I, I think a great part of everybody's, and this is not a hip hop, this is not a black white thing. I think the human race period, um, environments matter so much, man, to your trajectory, you know what I mean? And I, I think that if you change, I know that yeah. in my heart, if you change your environment, you change your trajectory, you know what I mean? So when I was I was home, just the things that were going on, and like I say, what was going on with my best friend and uh, relationships that I had and relationships that I lost, um, things that I went through with people, family members, you know what I mean? All, all that type of thing. It just had me in such an angry state that I, it was just, it's not hate, it was just bravado and pride and all, you can just hear it, you know what I mean? I yeah. take the stupid part, like the stupid part, like if you listen to Stupid Genius, it was just a stupid <laughs> yeah. part of, yeah, if you play with me, I'll, this, these things can happen, you know what I mean? It's, there's no, I'm not scared of anybody, and, and, and those things, you can hear it in the music, you know what I mean? And then when I got out of there and I came to Europe, and uh, like all that cloud was over me, and I just got back into creative. So there's one song in particular uh, I call, that's um, titled 4 a.m. in Europe. Um, I was actually jet lagged. I just got to uh, Europe in uh, October and uh, NFL Big Boy, he's one of the producers on, on a few of the songs. Um, he sent me like three of them. And uh, right when I heard it, I just wrote it four o'clock in the morning. That's why I wrote it 4 a.m. in Europe and just the way the beat was and how I thought it was just, it was just calming, man. You know what I mean? And uh, 
uh, just just the lyrics that I wrote in there. Uh, you know, I I was just really forgiving. You know what I'm saying? Um, the people for their thoughts and their actions. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you, I'm just thankful that you're great to that you came to listen. I used to be a class clown. They put me in detention, rather than suspension, and them children laughing at my tennis. I grew up in the sewer, turned into the shit. Stick to a plan, never quit, and that can make you rich. You know, like I was, I was just more thinking positively rather than the situation that you're in. I, I just didn't want to make that into a, a, a gunpowder situation and it blow up. I just wanted to say, hey, regardless of what happens to you, you can flip it and turn it into something positive. And that's that's really where the two things happen. You know, so I think environments as a whole change everything. I think. Um, the more people you can get out of those environments, they can come back and teach, teach better things, you know, yeah. teach wealth, teach, teach health, you know, uh, especially with this coronavirus. Uh, yeah. Our culture dies, has been dying at a way bigger rate. And, and you have yeah, to. Yeah, absolutely. So have we been teaching health at all? You know, I'm the Waffle House king. I'll eat Waffle House. <laughs> you know? But is that the smartest thing? You know, so I think all those things with environment, when you go to these other countries and they don't allow steroids in the food and you taste them and there's things like that, you look at documentaries like, uh, uh, what's the one about the sugar? Uh, I, I forget it's called, I forget what it's called. But anyway, just about how- it was about McDonald's, but I can't remember. Yeah, sugar. Sorry, uh, I, I forget which one it is. And, uh, I apologize for, for not remembering, but just how bad sugar is for you and taking those things out of your diet, you know, how important water is for you, trying to drink a gallon yeah. a day and all those types of things and teaching that to people. And those, uh, I'm serious, those small things, you can ask those people who are in those videos, I put them on that, you know, hey, y'all need to drink water, man. You know, you gotta get out there and exercise, even if that's walking, those things will help you. And, and it's the micro though, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's the micro, when you get down to the mic, all right, the macro, we all want to live. You talk about Maslow's hard up your knee, safety and all those things. Yeah. And then you try to get to self-actualization. But how do you get that? That's cool to see a diagram, it's cool to see a pyramid, but how do you yeah. get down to the, hey, health is, a, water is a part of health. And those things stimulate your mind and you can, you know, cancer can't survive in, in, in an alkaline state. And those, how do you get to an alkaline state? you drink water and your cucumbers and your vegetables all those types of things you get to the macro but people don't know that so you have to be yeah. able to take time you know what i'm saying uh i say that in one of the intros of song i say uh uh when your people don't know something do you try to walk them through it how is a genius stupid you know what i mean like all those like just asking questions to people like yeah when your people don't know something don't don't hack you know don't haggle i'm like hey do you know how to set up a, a, a an account for your kids you know what i'm saying do you know yeah. how to do those things? No, I never heard of that. Oh, you stupid. No, that's not the answer. Okay, this is what you need to do. You know what I mean? You want to be a business owner. Do you have an LLC? What's an LLC? Okay, this, these are the things that we're not teaching at our dinner table, you know? And you have to yeah. do those things. And if I have this platform that I can teach people like that, then that's what I do. And if that's my calling, then I, that's what I do. And, and that's what it's about, you know? So that's how I use the music. Yeah, and, the, and that's what actually this platform is for. Like, I, I started this with just the firm idea that communication educates people. Um, Absolutely. And you're doing a great thing, so, man. I promise. <laughs> I appreciate that. No, I, I like, I remember, um, and for those of you who don't listen, I'm going to go down memory lane. I used to sit in Mike Mike's office and just <laughs> yell and scream about, like, just things that I just couldn't deal with, and I just didn't know how to handle it. And the only way that I could think of to handle it was just to go off 
Mm-hmm. And he would just sit. He would just sit there and listen. You would just sit there and listen yep. to me. And uh, and then you'd be like, all right. So now that you said all of that, yeah. what can you do? Exactly. Right. And I think a lot of people they they struggle with that that step of doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like while I was thinking uh, about like our our interview today. I never thought that we would be talking about Maslow's hierarchy of needs and <laughs> state. <laughs> like that, yeah. that threw me for, for a second. But um, that, take, that speaks to the genius part. Um, and every genius has someone or like a cadre of books and things in their mind that kind of motivated them or um, made them really pause. So what's on your shelf? What's in your, what's in your phone that... Um, that kind of gets your mind going that that fuels the genius yeah so uh i'm uh so this is my next book so this is uh the tao who piglet uh, yeah um but uh i'm actually reading david groggins is that his name uh can't hurt me i'm reading that right now um this is a great book right here i've read all these books already but this is the last lecture in the lecture. the last lecture by randy pausch um, and this is a guy who had uh, terminal cancer. He has three kids. I think his youngest kid is months old, maybe six months old. I don't think his oldest kid was over six, seven, something like that. Has a wife, three kids, terminal cancer. And uh, he's a professor at a university. And he gives lectures. And he's trying to, he's trying to give lecture, a lecture for his kids so that when he dies, they can actually have some. Uh... And he just talks about, I'll give you one example of and, and this is to get back to uh, what we have going on, especially right now. Uh, he's in, let's just say Walmart, a store that has uh, the self-serve thing, right? So he goes yeah. and he writes his card and his card gets charged double. It's only like $16, you know what I mean? So uh, he's sitting there and he's like, man, he's, this is what he's thinking in his head. Is it worth the time? Is the $16 worth the time when I don't have, when I have a, a finite amount of time. And he said, had he not been in a situation, he might've stayed there to get the $16. So you have to think what is actually important when you look at it. Is it $16 to sit up here for 15 minutes for them to get it right and charge it back and you won't get it for two to three days? Or are those 15 minutes that important for you to go and be with your family? And I think right now, the way the coronavirus has us right now is we're now seeing what was really important. it's things that people are, which baffles me, that people are trying to get out to go and get their hair done and haircuts and none of those things matter. When you're talking about losing your life, possibly none of those things matter. What does matter is how much time are you spending with your family? Even even here, I got to take, you know, my, my daughter's phone out of her hand. I got to take my son's iPod, iPad out of his hand just so we can spend time because you don't know what's going on. Uh, um, from what I've read, I haven't uh, experiences but you know once you get coronavirus you go to the hospital and you're by yourself nobody can visit you and anything like that so yeah. just think if I just think if my kid was in there and I couldn't visit him how he would feel so I do the small things that okay I might want to get my hair cut I'm cutting my own hair you see I got my hat on I'm cutting my own hair <laughs> because it, it, uh, yeah yeah it, 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 it's not worth it it's not worth it to, for the 15 minutes that I can go possibly expose my family to the and that's where the micro comes in. So when you, uh, I hope that people are slowing down now to see what's actually important. What things are going to get you to where you want to be in life? What is going to reach happiness for you? Um, it, I feel 
the greatest happiness when I put people on the things that they wouldn't have encountered for nothing. And I think that the best things in life are free. And I know that's cliche, but, um, you know, it, it, the thing that costs you nothing, integrity, loyalty, all those types of things are the, are the things that people are searching their lives for, you know, um, just happiness as a whole, you can't buy happiness. Those things cost you nothing. And there are people in, uh, you know, in indigenous places who are more happy with clay pots and, uh, you know, straw roofs than you have people with $10 million mansions and not happy in their own home. So uh, I read those books to get back to your thing about the books. I read those books and I'm not a, I'm not a fiction book reader. I just can't, I can't, I, it's hard enough for me to read as, as, and, and stay concentrated on what I'm reading. Uh, so I'm all about self-help books, but uh, it's, I look for the things that I, that how can I do better? How can I better myself? You know what I mean? So um, Atomic Habits is a great book, man. Um, Read that, the power fantastic. Of habit, yeah, yeah, The Power of Habit is a great book. Um, just all those things where you just talk about positive things to help you uh, going forward, I'm all for it. So uh, I'm trying to increase my reading. They say that the billionaires read 52 books a year, which averages out to a book a week. I'm nowhere near a book a week, you know what I mean? If I could get, <laughs> I could get a book every three weeks, I'm, I'm doing good, you know what I mean? So I just try to read, man, at the end of the day, um, no different than exercising. If you can do 10 push-ups this week, if you continually try in a month, you could probably do 25, you know? So if I just continually keep reading and informing myself, I'll give myself the tools to give others, you know what I mean? Because we're just in a world now where I don't know can't be the answer, not when you have a walking computer in your hand, you know? So Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's why I'm at with it. So, yeah, I'm gonna post the books that you mentioned uh, in the show notes um, because I think that we do need to continue to push people to grow in any way they can. Of course, like I think that they should listen to your music because the, a lot of those messages, no matter what you consume, or rather whatever you consume, it's gonna come out some way. So, mm -hmm. like you're going to see some of the principles of the things that he's read in uh, in your music. So I, I'm, I'm really excited to not only listen to the album, but to get these books out there so that people can listen to or can Absolutely. read them or listen to it if they're going to do, do it that way. Um, mm -hmm. And you said something um, about the best things in life are free. Um, it was like a, there was a point in your uh, documentary and everyone mm -hmm. uh, who is watching or listening, please check out his doc documentary. Um, MGM on Mike Mike on YouTube. It's called uh, Stupid Genius Documentary. Yep. Yeah. Search on uh, MGM Mike Mike. It's, it's the last post. So like his, uh, there was a moment where you were talking about social media and, and how like we put so much energy in random people and random things mm -hmm. that don't really do anything for us. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like, uh, do you feel like social media has put like value in things that really don't hold any value and then devalue the community uh, togetherness or the possibilities that a community can grow? Um. <clears throat> I think it's done exactly what we've allowed it to do. You know what I mean? Uh, I think that the idea of what social media was was trying to do, um, you can't control when humans get a hold of it. You know what I mean? Um, and that's with anything. Cocaine, you know, it, it can yeah. be used in a helpful way or it can fuel a $2 trillion illegal black market, you know? Um, I even watched a, a documentary on avocados and how much, uh, you know, 
water out there in Africa and places where they're just taking water from places to make chocolate and things like that. So to get yeah. back to social media, I think social media does for it what you allow it to do. Um, I don't think social media breaks up homes or social media makes these friends. I think people allow it to do those things. You know what I mean? So I think when Zuckerberg created Facebook, let's just use Facebook for an example. I think when he created Facebook, he wanted it to do maybe in his vision, he's a genius, you know, maybe his vision, it was going to be this, and it was going to yeah. go public. And that was the thing. I don't think he wanted murders to be shown on Facebook. I don't think he envisioned that, but we, have brought that to that, you know? Um, but is it also, if you think about it in, in Glass Half Full, what if we weren't allowed to show what just happened to the, the, the young guy in Atlanta? Would, we, yeah. would, would two people have gotten away with murder? So you have, to, you have to think about the goods and the bads that it does. And are you using it for just the good or are you part of the bad also, you know? So the thing that about social media, and I, I just, for the record, I hate, social media i, I do I, i'm and, I, and not because not because of what it's become is just <clears throat> i hate it for even reasons that help me so one thing that's great about social media is which i learned and this is for any artist any genre doing anything i thought that you had to be in person going to these clubs and handing out your content face to face and things like that in order to grow your thing whatever your thing is whether that's your business your music your 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 uh, boutique or whatever the case may be, but social media has allowed you to be able to do it right here from your phone and you choose the market and you, you can send it out to billions of people, millions of people for $75, you know what I mean? Now mind yeah. you, for the artist who's going out there, you got to buy a section, that's $1,000. You perform, that's another $1,000. You didn't bought all these, you didn't got all these people in because they, that's another $350. So you didn't spend $2,300 and you might have got three more followers, you know what I mean? Or you could sit at yeah. your house, you can promote it for $75 and reach 2 million people, you know? So that is good in that sense. It's not good when you have uh, just stuff that's ignorant on there. You got people to try to go viral on the internet during the coronavirus. They got guys just going and drinking every drink that's on the shelf, putting it back on and like that's what, that's what internet yeah. can do to people you know so people trying to go viral and doing dumb things um so you know just with the internet i just just imagine let's just imagine this if instagram took the likes away are you a hundred percent sure that all the people who post the influencers the people with these blue checks have anything going on besides looking good in a, in a bikini or have anything going on besides showing money but you know and i'm, I'm just I'm, so i don't want to just be on the females the, the males no. as well like if all you could do was show money and show your car and they took the lights away and you didn't know if two people saw it or twenty thousand people would you still do that you know and that's what i'm really getting at not even for the people who do it because you just do what consumers consume right yeah. so my thing is for the person who likes the, the Instagram model and you like every one of her pictures and you, you post it and you send it to your friends, but your friend who you ride in the car with every day, you won't share his music one time. Or your friend over there who does hair, you won't post her stuff on your page at all. You know what I mean? But if Beyonce posts an Adidas commercial, you'll like it and you'll comment and you'll try to, and that's what I'm saying. Like, what are we really yeah. doing? If you're really trying to help people or the, if you're really about the people who are around you, what are you really doing? I'll say this about 
and I hope that they look at this in this entire the, the, the people that I mess with in New Orleans. Man, New Orleans, to me, they support their own. Now, somebody from New Orleans may say different. I'm just saying outside looking in. Uh, man, they share each other's stuff. They post each other's stuff. They do a lot of the things that helps small businesses or people who are, are growing to succeed. And I really do. Where I'm from, that is not, that's not, they don't do that. You know, it's just a... Uh. What can you do for me and how does that help me? And if it doesn't help me immediately, then I'm not going to post it, you know? Um, and that's not everybody. It's a, it's a small share of people who do post and repost and things like that. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful for every single one of those people. But the craziest part is the people who hate you the most, they view it the most because they can't stay away from it. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. why you'll get 2,000 likes and 20, you'll get 2,000 views and 20 likes. You know what I mean? Those other 1980, that's the haters, you know? And I love every one of them. Uh, and I, I pray that they continue to hate because it won't stop nothing, you know what I mean? It won't stop a thing. Yeah, and, and, and that's, uh, you bring up a great point. I mean, I've, I've watched you and clicked the likes and, and over the year, like over the, couple, the last few years, as you've been getting bigger and bigger, um, I've noticed your audience grow and grow. Um, mm -hmm. and I, and I was like, man, I wonder, like, I wonder how many reposts, like, because I, I think about social media marketing, because um, mm -hmm. that's what we're talking about. Um, yep. Everyone's marketing something, either you're marketing, marketing your consumerism or you're marketing your friends or w what have you. And yeah. I just think like, yo, if, if as many people were sharing this as are liking this, like, then we would be promoting people like you and not yeah. people like Master Splinter. Like, so, <laughs> exactly. I, so I just think that like uh, you you are what you put energy into, and mm -hmm. and like you were saying, like you know it costs nothing to share something uh, of your friends. So, and 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 I what I'm happy about is like now I'm growing this platform so that I can get exposure to you know the people around me that are doing these fantastic things like you. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you. And then pushing it out there to see um, how it can help somebody else. Mm -hmm. uh, so I want to get into your struggles. So we we've talked about um, we've talked about everything up until now. But um, I like I was I'm an avid social media consumer uh, of yeah. yours, and I saw you got you got something very important expunged um, a few a little time mm -hmm. backwards. Yeah, and yeah. what did that mean for you? Like I know people don't realize the freedoms that they have. Um, mm. until they get taken away. Yeah. So maybe you could give, a, uh, give the people a little bit of background and uh, maybe uh, give them a lesson from that. Yeah, so uh, um, the biggest takeaway I just think is, um, um, you know, everything that you do when you're young and thank God I was able to get out of my situation, but it can follow you for the rest of your life, you know, even if it's a simple mistake. Um, just to go off for a second, the problem I have with our country is it seems that my culture's mistakes are lifelong sentences. Yep. Yeah, yeah, lifelong sentences where as the Olympic swimmer, he goes to Brazil and steals and does all these things and he's just being a kid, you know. But if, you know, a kid has a toy gun at a park, he dies in my culture, you know what I'm saying, nine, yeah. ten years old. So I have that issue. So I just go back to, to thank God that I was able to get out of my situation. But you're talking about 18 years after 
You know what I mean? I, I went through that for 18 years um, of not being able to own a weapon to protect my family. Uh, every time I go through customs, I'm in there 30 minutes in there. You know what I mean? All those types yeah. of things. So um, just being completely honest and completely vulnerable for a second. Uh, you know, when I was young, <clears throat> I really did that. Like, I really lived that. I, I really, that's the problem that I have with social media. You can beat anybody. You can, you, can, you can take your dad's guns and go outside and post pictures with them and boom, boom, and then go put your dad's guns back and then people think, or you have people thinking that you're some kind of person that you're not. When I was yeah. growing up, we didn't have social media and I think that was good and bad for me, you know? Um, but you had to live that. Like you couldn't be something and, or act like you're something and somebody's not gonna see if you're that, you know? Yeah. So if you were really out there and I'm not condoning uh, selling drugs, I'm not condoning being a part of, of all that, but that's just what my life was, you know? So um, I really lived that, you know what I mean? I, I, I knew how to steal a car a long time ago and that's not a good thing. And that's what I'm trying to tell people um, just with my music, like you can come from that and, and but if that's all you see, I, I understand why you're mad. I understand why you're angry. I understand why you, you don't understand things I, because I've been there. You know what I mean? I've been there. I live that. So, and it's not a facade for me. Like I really live that. So I, I, guns aren't a good thing where I'm from. I, I, I don't even understand why people need 12 guns because where I'm from, your gun is for your defense. Like you're not out there hunting to, to just cause mayhem. You really, you don't want your life to get taken. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. that has, uh, that has, so, so, the, the things that I had then done as a, as a child, uh, as a kid and not knowing anything, like just dumb, just stupid. Um, I can't take those things back. I didn't think that was going to be an 18 year sentence for me. You know what I mean? And, and it had, I not had the means to go about getting that change, it would still be, you know, but why I posted that was not only, you know, I do a bunch of things. I have a bunch of positive things that happen that I don't post on because that's not my life. Like social media is just a medium for me to use for my business. You know, I, I post pictures because I, I had no Facebook. I had no social media period until 2017 and I didn't make them. My sister made yeah. it for me, you know what I mean? Because my sister was yeah. running my page. So I used to have people telling me, you ain't like my page when my grandma died. Man, I didn't even fucking know your grandma. I'm sorry. Like, I didn't even know. Like, I don't live my life through that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so all those things, I, I, I said that to say I don't post what goes on every single moment of my life, good or yeah. bad. You know what I mean? That I posted to show somebody who may be going through it that that's not the end all be all if you got in trouble when you were young you can still succeed you can still be a great person you can still contribute to this world in a positive way even if you made mistakes when you were young you know what i mean and that's just the one i got caught for that's not to talk about all the stories that that I, all the bad that i really done you know um but but yeah you know those, those bad things you just have to try to make them a positive you have to be a glass full kind of person or it will consume you you know if you just look in the mirror and say man i'm nothing because i made this mistake then your thoughts will become reality you know what i mean if you feel like you're gonna make it despite in spite of the things that you've been through your your, your thoughts will become reality and your actions will become reality but you can't just say Hey, I'm going on a diet today. This is day one. Thank you. Boom. And then sit in the bed and look at Netflix all day. You got to go out there and run. You got to get active in those things. So I just didn't want, I posted that to tell 
or to, even if I reach one person, um, that's not the end of your story. You know what I mean? Um, another thing I struggle with when you're talking about struggle is just my mental health. You know, um, I have a hard time even talking to people because I just don't understand how you don't see it from my from my point of view. But I have to also realize that my point of view is jaded because I come from something that not everybody's been through. So they can't think how I think, you know? Um, but I just think that some things should be universal, like integrity. Um, I fuss a lot right now with uh, certain individuals about certain people and just how those things don't work for me. So uh, I've just never seen somebody plead guilty to something and then after that person pleads guilty, the, the, the prosecutor says we don't have enough evidence to, like I've never seen uh, that. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Culture, you know? So I don't understand nope. how that happens. Yeah, I, I don't understand how that happens. But, um, and so I'll flip it. <clears throat> if the tables were turned to where, where I'm from, the United States of America was more geared toward me, would I have a problem with it? And I can't say that I would, you know what I mean? So how can I blame the people who is in their favor? I can't blame you because I, I'm not saying I wouldn't do that if it was mine, you know what I mean? I, I yeah. can't say that. So um, let's give another example and I'm gonna get back to mental health. Um, no, you're good. The guy who owned the Clippers, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. What that man was brought up. Um, yeah. I won't even say his name, but so yeah, 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 yeah. for the people who don't know about the Clippers, um, you just go research that. That man grew up in a time where that was the norm. You know what I mean? I'm not saying he's right at all because he's not. I'm just saying you have to have an understanding of why people think the way they think. And then you have to teach people. After you figure that out, teach people. You know what I mean? I'm sure he learned his lesson. It's a $2 billion, $20 billion. How much did he make? They, I think they bought what, $2 billion. Dollars. Yeah, that's how much uh, uh, Buddy was worth too from Microsoft. I think he bought the Clippers for like 1.8 billion or something like that. Um, yeah. But anyway, you just have to teach. So going back to my mental health, man, it's just very hard for me when I see situations like this dumbass woman talking about what the black boy could have done differently when somebody tried to citizen arrest him. How stupid can you be? And that, yeah. like, it makes me not even want to talk to people. So I have a hard time with my mental health. So I do things such as meditate to help my mental health. And I just pray and I try to get better and be understanding for people. I try to, you know, a lot of the times just stay by myself because I know how I am, you know, I, I may come off as, uh, an asshole and that's just what it is like if you see how yeah. this documentary started like that's just yeah. what it is and I just yeah. have to, I, you have to be okay with who you are you know um and maybe i'm just an asshole and i just need to be around other people who understand assholes and, and that's yeah. cool with me too you know um so just i think your mental health is so important to be happy for yourself and with the things that you're doing and be happy with yourself no other person can make you happy no other situation can make you happy without you starting to be happy first, you know? And so uh, those things are things that I struggle with. Now, can I, uh, I, I wanted to ask you because I think that community, especially mental health is kind of a touchy subject. Um, mm -hmm. what, what allowed you to kind of accept the fact that, like, that that should be something that you should focus on yourself? Because I know, I mean, trauma is, I mean, our history is trauma, mm -hmm. but eat, like on the day-to-day mm -hmm. -day things, like if people were to think, if, if people were to take, like take the names out of it, take the, 
the cities out of it. If I were to say, oh, um, this individual witnessed 20 people get gunned down in a year um, and they were around illicit substances, like you would think, oh, wow, he's in a war zone. No, he's mm-hmm. in a, a, like a regular small city in America. And we would think, oh, that person needs therapy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He would need therapy. Like, mm-hmm. But when you put the faces, you put the culture, you put the city names behind it, then people are like, oh, well, that's just how it is. So how do you transition from, oh, well, that's just how it is to, oh, I need to do something to help myself so, so I can get past this or so I can cope with this? Um, it was just like, I just do. I wasn't right, man. It was, uh, you know, just anger-filled moments with my kids, anger-filled moments with people. Um, you know, I, I had been to Iraq. I came home. Uh, I had deployed before that. And when I came home, I had went and saw uh, just a person. But I was just so, just the taboo of seeing people. Just like they tell you to man up. And so I just tried to man up. Yeah. And then when I went to Iraq, and I came back, then I knew like something was wrong, you know, the dreams and, and the things that I saw and the things that I had to deal with. And, and I don't wanna, for the people that know me, I wasn't on convoys, I'm not that person. I didn't go and see, Yeah. you know, I, I, I wasn't in any kind of blown up Humvees or anything like that. I just worked with um, the contracts that I had, they had an insurance on there for Iraqis if they died but you had to verify that. So they would have to send in pictures of the people who died. And so just viewing those things. So yeah. I don't want if, to take away from the people who are actually kicking in doors and things like that out there. But uh, just those things are not, not normal. You know, when I came back and just having the dreams and waking up to gunshots and waking up to all those things, I knew I had to see somebody. So I think that was one of the strongest thing, things I've ever done was just going to say I need help, you know, and then being able to, after I got, and I still go, like yesterday, she called yesterday, I was supposed to talk with her yesterday, but I was busy, so I have to talk to her today. Um, uh, just going through those things and being okay enough to tell people that it's okay. Um, and I've referred a lot of people to, hey, you just need to go, just go check it out, you know? And if, yeah. you, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Some people don't feel good telling a stranger their, their intimate stories. Um, and that's cool too, you know, um, for each his own, to each his own. Um, but that's, that's what I did. Um, so it was taboo. I, I did go through the same thing. I just knew I needed help. And I just, for my family, I wanted to do what I felt like was best to get me in a better state, you know? Yeah. And uh, for, those, uh, for those of you out there who do feel like you need someone to talk to, We'll have something in the show notes um, for you, um, just because I feel like that's something that our community just doesn't focus on a lot. Um, and we kind of need to get over the stigma because traumatized people traumatize people. So Absolutely. I, I really feel like we need to do a better job with that. And, you know, hearing you talk about it um, and you're, you're in the thick of the art of the culture, like. I'm hoping that people like take it, take it more seriously. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's, that's two, that's two cultures you're talking about here. Of course, we're talking about our culture, but we're also mm-hmm. talking about like that, that militant or military mm-hmm. culture uh, for mm-hmm. some people out there. So I think it's really important that they, they, they hear that message. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to keep you for too much longer, but um, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to get your, um, I wanted to get some information out there to the people about uh, your music, uh, where they can get it. Yeah. Um, and 
like maybe some of your catalog that they need to they need to get into. Um, yeah, yeah. Where can we find MGM Mike Mike? So uh, Stupid Genius, the newest one, has not been released yet, but it'll be out on all platforms. <clears throat> um, my Off the Chain series, which was uh, my mixtape, that's uh, it's called Off the Chain. That is on uh, uh, an EP of it is on Apple Music, but the full thing is on my mixtape. Um, it's also on Spinrilla. Um, those are music apps if you haven't downloaded. Uh, um, Bullshit and Lies is uh, my other album that is on mm. Apple Music as well. So, and then uh, my my Insta, I mean my uh, YouTube, all, all my videos are on YouTube, including other interviews. Uh, MGM Mike Mike uh, MGM all caps and then Mike Mike two words. Um, you can you can find those on YouTube. I'm on Instagram MGM underscore Mike Mike. Uh, Facebook the same same tag, you know. So uh, yeah, I just appreciate it, man. Check out my music. Uh, and one thing I do want to say, like uh, a lot of people get offended by the N word, so I do want to talk about that N word, man. So um, if if you are offended by the N word, but you still uh, don't speak up when other way more racist things happen, then maybe my music isn't for you. You know what I mean? Um, um, that's just a term of endearment. I'm not saying that everybody should be out saying that word. I actually, in this last project, make a conscious effort to say that word less. I really do. Um, just because I don't want my message to be lost. Like, just uh, yeah. for the record, there are niggas, bitches, and hoes in the world, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but do I need to say that every sentence? No, 100%. So I don't want my message to get lost. So even when you do hear the music and you may hear that word, um, just listen to what the actual message is. Like, And, and so I, I, I ask that of anybody who will listen. Um, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm one person and I try to upload the most uh, uplift uh, when I say uplift the most informative music that I possibly can so I'm just really trying to bring you into my thought process my world my culture and the things that go on you know um whether we're talking about betrayal whether we're talking about uplifting whether we're talking about um increasing whether we're talking about wealth health you know what I mean um <clears throat> yeah so just that wherever you find my music wherever you see me please just uh, don't just let the surface of what you hear be the end of what you hear. Like just go and actually listen to the things I'm saying, because I do have a message in all of my music, you know? So um, I think, thank you for that, uh, for this opportunity, um, for anybody who does listen, for the people who listen to this podcast, I appreciate your time um, and everything's with it. Uh, I'll take it all, you know? Yeah, no, um, we appreciate having you on Dopio. And um, like I said, you've been a big influence in my life and, uh, and me continuing to, to strive to put words to, to the airwaves to uh, help people out there. And I, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate you. Yeah. Um, I appreciate it, man. So in the show notes, you're going to find all of what we talked about, as well as um, information from the books, from the music, and for the videos, um, links to his YouTube page as well. Um, so go ahead and check out the show notes on DanteDakadai.com. You can also check, uh, check out the uh, podcast show notes, and it will have his links there. Um, this has been Cold Brew by Dopio, and we really appreciate you, uh, appreciate you listening. We appreciate you coming in today. Thank you so much. I, I appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you.
Ajá. Nada. 